Super Talk Mississippi media production. So this is an interview I've been wanting to do for a long time, ever since, you know, she got on this podcast with our old friend Brandon Walker, Casey Smith of Barstool Sports, Unnecessary Roughness College Football Podcast, and huge Texas A&M Aggie fan. We're, we're not even starting with college football, though. we got to start with, with Brandon <laughs> Walker. I, 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 do you have, like, a safe word with your producer? Like, if, he say, if I say this, get him tranquilized? Uh, no, I just find I said it now. Like, I don't even need a safe word. I just say, can you please get Brandon out of my sight right now? I can't stand him. So we've moved past the safe word to just straight-up honesty, which has been kind of nice because, you know, I danced around it when I first met him, so I thought he might be a nice southern gentleman, and no. I found out very quickly he's quite the opposite. We had a running pool down here for how long it would take for you to go up missing. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> like, well, I'm still here, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I am going to Starkville with him this weekend. He's so going to be you guys found wearing her skin bag. somewhere like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. What a vision. Oh, it's yeah, well, that, that's that's low-grade Brandon Walker there. Um, <laughs> have you ever been to Starkville before? I have. So I worked for ESPN and the SEC Network for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so I think I probably went to Starkville maybe four or five different times. Okay. I was actually there with SportsCenter when you guys upset Auburn. So oh. I was there for the, cra- the crazy time. So okay. I- I've seen that place popping. Yeah, not going to be like that this weekend. I'll just go ahead and give you that, that heads up. Uh, I-, I would imagine it's going to be a much more subdued crowd if things continue the way they've been the past couple of weeks. A&M with a huge win last weekend. A, 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 mm-hmm. a, and really out of nowhere, I, I was on the radio saying, look, I don't know if this A&M team's any good. I don't know if it's ever going to happen for Jimbo Fisher. And then he just shut me up by, by getting that win over Florida. You know, as an Aggie, how surprised were you by that victory? Oh, you and I were on the exact same page, and, and I'm sure Brandon has told you that he's been right all along. He's yeah. been kind of writing that this A&M team is really good bandwagon since Which is last weird. spring. Which is weird. I mean, I, I don't know what he's doing, but I mean, he, he ended up looking pretty Casey, decently this team's right good. Season. I don't know why you don't like your own team. <laughs> oh, he tried to take my A&M card away from me, and I was like, sir, this is not how this works. You know, as a college football fan, just like you do, and anyone else listening to this, that when you're mad at your team, you hate them. When you love your team, you love them, but you never give up on them. That's what I was doing with A&M. I've grown up my entire life just always needing that just next level up, that next level up, the first time they won anything in my lifetime was 1998 when they won the Big 12 championship and then Johnny has been our only bright light since then which was a very bright light don't get me wrong but as far as a team winning something it hasn't happened for most of my life so when I saw how they played against Alabama which I understand it's Alabama I understand it's Nick Saban I was cringing going into that Florida game and I just like you completely surprised pleasantly surprised, and I hope that Kellen Mond continues to play that way for the rest of the season, because that'd be kind of nice. It would be for, for Texas A&M. It would not be so great this weekend. Well, maybe, maybe just not this weekend, is what Mississippi <laughs> State fans. The rest of the year, fine. But, you know, this weekend. Yes. A- A&M maybe is not... just mail it in a little bit. Yeah. You know, just maybe just, a, just get a win. I need a win for A&M, but he doesn't maybe need to, to play as well as he played against Florida. We can we can compromise here. I, I feel like that's not much of a compromise, but, we'll, you know, I, I'd be willing to let him play well <laughs> If State could win, it's how I would look at it. He could go out and throw for 500 yards. I don't care. But, you know, just don't oh, win the game. See, that's my, that's my, see, that's my problem, and I get jumped on by Aggie fans who love Kellen Mond because he, he's, he's clearly been, you know, from a yardage standpoint, one of the best quarterbacks in A&M history. I just personally would rather see a team win something. So while I'm proud that Kellen Mond is throwing for a billion yards all the time, I would prefer to see some W's somewhere. So I don't want to take your deal either. You want to take mine? So I guess we'll see what happens. 
you, you mentioned 2000, or you mentioned uh, Johnny Manziel, and I saw him mm-hmm. down here in 2012, and that was one of the all-time alpha dog performances by any college football player, just completely dominant that day. But A&M hasn't won here in Starkville since that game. Uh, they lost in 14 uh, for that, uh, when that, there was a top, I guess, 15 matchup. And 16, they came in the first week of the college football playoff, ranked number four, and Nick Fitzgerald ran all over them. And then in 18, mm-hmm. uh, they were ranked again, I believe. And 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 Nick Fitz Nick Fitzgerald basically owned Texas A&M. He he he, was, he had a uh, he had a herd of cattle all branded his out there in Texas. Mm-hmm. He's gone, obviously. Um, so so is it, what is it about Starkville that's provided problems for A&M? You know, you're you're really kicking me when I'm down because Brandon reminds me of that every single day. That's his. That is his bright light of, of bragging towards me, and I I don't really have an answer of why Starkville gives A&M so many problems. But it really goes back to and I, I feel like most Aggies, if you insert some sort of truth serum into them, you inject them with the poison, and you say, "What do you think about A&M in the SEC right now?" It's that A&M has yet to hit that level that they're they're just not average in the SEC. And so Mississippi State, I feel like, kind of flirts around that as well, that they're middle of the road in the SEC West. You know, they're not going to be completely terrible, but they're not going to be Alabama or the LSU of last year. And A&M just hasn't been able to get over that hump. And I think with Kevin Sumlin, you saw that happen every single season across the board. It was like they looked amazing going into October, and then all the wheels would fall off. Now with Jimbo paying him $75 million, which is the buzz term right now, it's like That's you Brandon hope that a Brandon Walker money, $75 million. Oh, yeah, right? Oh, I mean, he just scoffs at that. He, he can't even believe that it's only <laughs> $75 million. But uh, you, you hope that A&M can get over that hump, and I think that's why I was so down on them after Alabama this year was because it just showed me that they're nowhere near closing that gap of the best in the SEC West. Now, Florida being one of the top teams in the SEC East, sure, that gave me some hope. But as far as I'm concerned, going against a team like Mississippi State, even when A&M's been ranked really high, it still is showing that A&M and Mississippi State are much closer than those rankings probably gave the illusion of at that time. And just one of these teams has got to step up and say, okay, like we are the alpha dog, and so far Mississippi State has done that since Johnny Manziel. You watch a lot of college football, I know, and so you saw what a KJ ton. Costello did in week one. Oh, and now you've seen what I he's did. done in week two and week three. It's it's beyond just okay. They're running different defenses at him. It, it, for you, what is different about KJ Costello from that LSU game to now? Well, can I blame Brandon? Are we allowed to do that on you this program? Can, you can one hundred percent do that. <laughs> I think. I mean, in all seriousness, I think that that one LSU is just not very good this year, no. which is a crazy thing to say. I think Bo Pelini was a terrible hire. I don't know what they were thinking with that. I loved Bo Pelini like 10, 15 years ago. But, like, you know, in all seriousness, I think that K.J. Costello was able to exploit how bad that LSU defense is. I also think, you know, having Mike Leach's new offense, nobody really knew what to expect. But what I really want to do is just blame Brandon because, sure. Brian, he was walking around this office acting as if you guys had just won the national championship he had already married Mike Leach. He said he was already cheating on Mike Leach with KJ Costello, that it was love at first sight, and he was planning on buying tickets for the college football playoff. Any college football fan knows you cannot do that. You just simply cannot Not in do week that. One. So I, no, and, and I told him, and I, I mean, I went on record and I said, hey, listen, whenever Kenny Trill went out there for Texas A&M after Johnny Manziel left and he killed South Carolina and everyone was naming him the Heisman Trophy winner, he wasn't even starting by November. So I told Brandon to maybe, you know, just pump the brakes a little bit. He didn't listen to me. 
So I think that he might have jinxed KJ Costello on top of the fact that LSU's defense is just no good at all. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much hot garbage at this point. Kenny Trill, that's a great reference. I had forgotten about him. I, I remember. Oh, gosh. I mean, I remember the start of that season. He, and I, I think I, I tweeted him like, Johnny Who? And that, 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 <laughs> yeah. that came back to bite me. If, if Old Takes Exposed had been around back then, I would have gotten that one. Um, oh, well, don't worry. I mean, all Aggies were right there with you. I mean, yeah. and that's, that's kind of my whole point is, you know, and, and you know this as a Mississippi State fan, you can never get too high because they will let you down at some point, but mm-hmm. you're going to ride with them every single year and you're going to be in love with them until the day you die, and that's just how it works. I have a question for you. We're going to get away from this a little bit, but one of the beat writers here in Mississippi on, on this beat is a, is a Texas alum. Do you have a message for him? What, he, so wait a minute. So he left the state of Texas to go... No, well, he's a young kid, and this is his first job. Okay. He, you know, he's a he's a he works oh, for a okay, newspaper. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And he he you know he got a job covering Mississippi. That's a, I mean, that's a good gig, first job out of college. That's a basically. great gig. Yeah, I th- I thought you meant he jumped ship from being a Texas fan to like a Mississippi. State oh no fan, no no, he's that. a hardcore Longhorn. I I, I tease him okay. a lot. I, I ask him if Texas is back <laughs> every week. Well, that's what I was going to ask him. Ask him what it would take for be for Texas to truly be back. Because as much as I think Sam Ellinger is a good dude, that clip from the bowl game a couple of years ago oh. should haunt every Longhorn's dreams for the rest of their life. And listen, A&M hasn't won anything either. I can admit that. But for that clip to just live in infamy and for Tom Herman to just continue to be Tom Herman, you have to be embarrassed at this point, right? I mean, I, can, I, I don't know. Until they win something, that clip should just have to be playing in their dreams over and over again. Are you a fan of starting that, that series back up? Oh, yeah. I wasn't for a while, so I will say this. Hand up, I did not think when A&M went to the SEC and Texas said no to them that A&M should ever give them another shot. Because as an Aggie growing up, I loved that rivalry. And from, you know, from hearing in the inside, we asked to continue to play Texas. They said no. And so then I was like, well, all right. Like, we're never going to turn back. It's like getting back together with your ex. You give them the opportunity. They say no. It's like, well, I'm not going to give you another shot down the road. But now a few years removed and knowing how important that rivalry was to me as a child and, just, and basically my entire life, I want to see it happen. I'm just, it always makes me nervous because it's like who's going to benefit more from it? If Texas beats an SEC team, I think they benefit more. Mm-hmm. And if A&M loses, they, they, it's a much more negative thing. But that's probably just because I'm biased because I'm an Aggie. Right. Uh, this weekend, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, you know, see, this is where I get so stuck because I'm talking to you and you're such a nice guy and I'm going to go outside and talk to Brandon and he's not. So I'm, I'm kind of in this trash talking mode, you know? No, I meant um, what's going to happen think... with Brandon. Like, is he going to make a fool oh. of himself? No, no, I meant, I meant the game. Uh, well, I mean, yes, Brandon will make a fool of himself for yes. sure. He and I will, will definitely be, uh, be out fooling each other. Um, I honestly think it's going to be close. I really do. I think that... The way that you guys played last week, and by the way, scoring two points is hilarious. I think it you'd is. rather score zero. It's I mean, happened I twice in my <laughs> lifetime, Casey. Don't please quit teasing me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just a funny stat line. And, I, and the fact that it could have been four is even funnier. Yes. Um, I, I think that it's going to be closer because I think that you guys – I mean, there's one of two options for you guys. It's either you're going to come out and you're going to be pissed off because you were embarrassed or it's going to be like, well, we're going to mail it in. Well, I don't see Mike Leach as a mail-it-in type of guy. I actually love Coach Leach. I've interviewed him a couple of times, and I interviewed him with Johnny Manziel a couple of years ago at Barstool, so I got the true Mike Leach sound bites, and oh, from yeah. then on, I will support him no matter what. I think that you guys are going to come out super revengeful, and I think A&M is going to be still riding on a high of beating, you know, a top-five team at Kyle Field since, for the first time since 2002 when Reggie McNeil beat Oklahoma. I mean, that's crazy to think of how long that's been. 
So I think it's going to be close, but I do think A&M is just a better team across the board. Mm-hmm. So I think a and is going to get the win, but I think it's going to be a, a nice, fun little roller coaster for all of us to ride. What has Brandon told you about what, what, what y'all are going to do down here in Starkville? Is he, has he made, is, he, is he excited about some particular plans? Because I'm, oh, trying, to tell, I'm trying to find out where to tell people not to go to stay out of his way. <laughs> he has made reservations at, like, 17 different places. And I keep asking him, like, you know we're only there for two nights, and we can only eat so many times. And he's double-reserved places, like, for the same time on the same night because he just wants to be able to make a decision, I guess a game-time decision, on where we're going to eat. So I honestly have no idea. I, I've, already, I've already accepted the fact that I'm just going to be kind of like, you know, just tied to a leash and have him just walk me around Starkville. That's what I've decided is going to happen. Like, I'm just, I'm, we're going to be on a parade, and it's going to be his parade to live by. You don't need to get any ideas in your head about Brandon and bondage or anything like that. It would be a, <laughs> you don't want to go down that road with him. All right, I said I, I have don't. one. You know, we, know, we all know what he did up here in Mississippi. Uh, those charges are still pending, but what about New York, Brandon? What what is what is your most ridiculous that you could tell on a family friendly podcast uh, story yes. about Brandon Walker? Yes, I will make them family friendly. So one, and I don't know if he'll admit this to you, but I have video evidence. So he gets his hair done now by a New York hairstylist yeah. before the college football show. So. <laughs> You know, he, he's, he's gone full New York. You know, he got, went and got himself a fancy, nice little salon cut. And now he has our hair and makeup artist actually do his hair, which I don't think Mississippi Brandon would have ever done. No. But this is, this is where it gets weird, and I will make sure it stays family-friendly. But I'm sure you've seen that he likes to recreate pictures that I've taken. Yes. Like, he loves to do that. You know, he's, the thirst, he's in thirst trap, trap pictures. I had, to, I had to Google that. <laughs> well, they, they give me a hard time. Like, you know, I, right. I personally think that, that thirst trapping is, you know, way more aggressive than what I do. But, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll play into it as Barstool. So sure. when we were in Miami for the Super Bowl this year, he asked me, I was wearing a Benny the Jet Rodriguez T-shirt and just, like, shorts around the hotel before a production meeting. And these shorts are size small. They fit me. You know, I'm 5'8", I'm, I'm tall, but still pretty thin. So they picture Brandon Walker, picture me. He asked me if he could squeeze himself into these shorts. Okay. Now, I didn't think it was possible, but there is visual evidence that it is, in fact, possible. And, Brian, he asked me if I wanted the shorts back. No. I have never been more surprised and more shocked in my life at a question than, do you want these tiny shorts that I have crammed my big-ass body into back? And I just, I, I, I never saw those shorts again. I just want to let you know that. And I don't know if he's told you what he did with those shorts. I don't want to know. basically... Okay, okay. Well, he, he asked me if Maybe he I do want to know. Go, no, no, I do want to know. I changed my mind. Okay, so my first thought was he's going to try to sell them, or I don't know, throw <laughs> them away like a normal human. You know, like whatever he's going to do. He purposely... So we had been staying in, these, in this hotel for over eight days because we had been there for the whole right. week for the Super Bowl. And so at this point, you know, our, our the maid staff, the house cleaning staff, they knew exactly who was in what room you know, what kind of person they were, whatever. Well, they obviously know Brandon, because I can only imagine what Brandon's hotel room looks like. He purposely placed my shorts on the opposite side of the bed of where he had been sleeping to make it look like he had maybe brought a girl home. I don't know if that's family-friendly or not, but that's what he wanted. He, he placed them perfectly so that they would think that he had a, a, a visitor over at night, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, you, you care what this house cleaner in Miami thinks. To that point. And, yeah, he just left them there. He wanted them to think that. It's the craziest thing. I, I don't understand his thought process. Have you ever met, have you met his wife? 
I have se- I have not. I've seen plenty of pictures, and I've talked to her. Well, whenever the pictures we are all you really need to, to ask yourself how. I mean, she is so hot. I don't know what he did to get her. Like, when you say outpick the coverage. Like, I'm pretty sure that her, her family owed him money. I mean, something had oh, to have yes. happened. When he, the, the first time that they sent me a photo of, or she, he sent me a photo of them on a date, mm-hmm. I thought he was making it up. Like, I thought that he had just found <laughs> some hot woman in Starkville, and then he sent me more, and I was like, oh, my God, good for you, Brandon Walker. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's one way to, to put it for sure. All right, but then. he just you know he just he he's a weirdo and he has he plays up an ego that that I guess was created in Mississippi. You could tell me, but he, the Brandon Walker New York ego has grown intensely since he, he's been here. He's he's very much and he's you know he's a big wrestling fan. He's very much sort of like a pro wrestler in terms of oh, for sure. when you get him off camera, he's he's not that guy as much. No, no, but, he actually, but there is still I, some I, of that you, there. Oh, he, he surprised one of our bookers the other day when we were talking about coming to Starkville. He said, um, you know, we were talking about the flights and everything, and then he looked at her and he said, but I do I do want to go stay with my mama. And it was a pure Brandon Walker yeah. moment. And she looked and she she's like, oh, he's actually really sweet. I was like, yeah, you talk to him when the cameras aren't around. He'll surprise you a little bit. Yeah. the the But mama is actually like a, uh, a, a euphemism for some really dark <laughs> stuff. So we won't. Oh gosh! We don't need to worry about that, though. All right then. Well, well Casey, I do. I'm traveling. I do. Now you're. Now you've got me worried. I'm going to have to. Look I, I think. My I think once he time. crosses state lines, there'll be there'll be eyes on him. I'm not too terribly worried about it. All right. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. Casey Smith, Barstool Sports, unnecessary roughness. Headed to Starville this weekend with Brandon Walker. God Almighty, what a scene that's going to be. The Cotton <laughs> District may never be the same. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Of course, anytime. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.